Hey everybody, and welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I am Andy, and uh, there's nobody next to me at the table, and there's nobody 101 miles to my southwest this week. I'm flying solo for only the second time in this show's history, but uh, fear not. Uh, the streak continues unabated, even if we're... Um, we see five days past the usual recording night. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just, honestly like moving has been insane, and I just really just want to get this up to protect the streak, so to speak. Uh, we're not going to cover news because I don't want to do that without Jenny and Megan, or or actually this week it'll be Megan and Jeff, and because there's so much there's so much like big news with all the free agents everything. Um, so let's just briefly recap dynamite. I'm using Megan's notes. Uh, this is dynamite from the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our opening match was Adam page in the dark order versus the elite, uh, the 10 man elimination tag. If Adam and team win, the dark order get a shot at the AEW world tag team championship. If Adam and team lose, Adam also loses his title shot against Kenny, uh, ended up with Kenny pinning Adam after the one winged angel. Nick Jackson also survived. Um, Megan notes that the entrances for both teams are absolutely amazing. Uh, the Dark Order and Adam were all cowboys. The Elite uh, were doing a uh, Toon Squad Space Jam parody. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is a very good match. And uh, we'll talk more next week about the, uh, the implications of Hangman losing here. But uh, uh, next up, Alex Marvez interviews Pac. Uh, Pac says the Lucha Brothers are in town, but they're not here because they got stuck at the airport. And uh, someone canceled their car. Chavo Guerrero and Andrade roll up, and they inform Pac that they've actually gotten the Lucha Brothers a limo, so don't even worry about it. Uh, Ricky Starks, FTW Championship Celebration. A band is out there playing Starks to the ring. Uh Stark says he knows his role in Team Taz. He's the glue and the anchor. Brian Cage caused a bunch of problems because he wasn't clear on this and uh, didn't even check up on Starks when he was injured with his neck. And then Brian Cage interrupts and uh, causes general destruction. And uh, I thought this was pretty weak, to be quite honest. I just don't, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of future in Brian Cage as a babyface, especially without a manager to do any talking for him. He's just, he's like an exciting wrestler. He does a lot of cool moves. Like he's not called Mr. Get my shit in for nothing, but I, I just, there's just nothing else there. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi cuts a promo challenging the winner of tonight's match for the IWGP United States championship. Uh, FTR battle Santana and Ortiz. And this is really unfortunate because uh, they went to the finish quickly after, I believe, Cash got um, bad cut on his arm. And so whatever they were planning to do, they didn't get to do too much of it. Uh, it was going along pretty well until then. Uh, Tony Schiavone is uh, with Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. Uh, Britt broke her wrist in the title defense against Nyla Rose last week. And... Uh, she says that, you know, Rebel can't protect her because Rebel's also hurt. So it's time to get someone that can take care of them. So 
teasing that they're bringing in some muscle or a heater for the doctor. Uh, more Tony Schiavone, this time out on the ramp. He announces that, uh, well, he doesn't really announce. He's just, I mean, it's just true. It's people We've known this for some time that Rampage debuts on Friday, August 13th. But then on Friday, August 20th, Rampage goes to Chicago to the United Center for what they're calling the first dance. And Megan wonders, is this a Michael Jordan reference slash play on the last dance? And the answer is yes. Uh, Alex Marvez is with Sting and Darby Allen. Darby says there is only one place to prove you're the greatest in AEW. Sorry, there's only one place to prove you're the greatest in AEW. Even if you think you're the best in the world. Megan wrote in all caps here, confirmed. So she's very excited that CM Punk is all elite. Uh, Hikuleo versus Lance Archer. This match is for the IWGP United States Championship. Lance Archer gets the win with the blackout. Uh, Megan's notes include Hikuleo is so tall. King Haku gets involved and puts a death grip on Archer. And Archer gets to walk the ropes like a boss. Alex Marvez is with Cody Rhodes and uh, Malachi Black attacks. And uh, some wrestlers run out to help Cody. And then Malachi kicks Fuego Del Sol in the face. Miro uh, says, you know, next week he's going to fight Lee Johnson. He says he's only motivated by two things, a vengeful God and a double jointed wife. Private Party and Angelico versus Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Uh, Jurassic Express and Christian win. Christian pins Mark Quinn after a frog splash after Luchasaurus chokeslams him. Uh, the Blade sneak attacks Christian with his uh, now signature brass knuckles after the match, setting up a match for, I believe, this week on the homecoming Dynamite. Julia Hart versus Thunder Rosa. Thunder uh, returns to Dynamite and destroys Julia Hart with the Fire Thunder driver in short order. Uh, Megan sees some potential in Julia Hart, says uh, she, she thinks she has something. She's still green, but the potential is there. Uh, John Moxley is angry about Hiroshi Tanahashi. He says, bitch is always dodging him. And uh, I think I'm pretty sure that this is going to result in Moxley versus Tanahashi at all out. And I don't know if Tanahashi is going to lift the IWGP United States title off of Lance Archer in the interim, but that would be interesting because then it would be Moxley. It would give you another title match for all out. Uh, and finally, our main event, Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage. I actually didn't catch this. Um, I did not see this match, and I haven't gone back in the interim. Like I said, moving has been crazy. So I will just uh, read directly from Megan's notes on this one. Uh, this is chapter two in the five labors of Jericho, of course. Uh, no rules. Chris Jericho wins with the Judas effect. Uh, Megan's notes say, stop with the pizza slicer. Oh, no, there's a pane of glass. So many light tubes. This match was definitely not for me, and that's okay. After the match, MJF announces labor number three. Jericho has to hit a move off the top rope for the win. And I don't know if that means, like, the winning move has to be off the top rope, or if just during the course of the match he has to hit the hit a move off the top rope. I would hope the former, because that seems like more of a challenge. Um, 
anyway, so uh, this this time for this match, uh, Juventud Guerrera has been recruited by MJF. So that's interesting. That's you know calling back to a a Nitro feud of the um, distant past at this point. But uh, anyway, that's about it. And yeah, we can't really talk about news, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll we'll do a we'll do a, do a do a proper show this week. Sorry again for the for the failure on my part. Um, I mean, if I was going to do, so, I kept just I just kept thinking that we were going to get it together and record, but but Megan hasn't been available the last two nights, so we weren't able to and. And I just, I, if I had known that we weren't able to, could be able to do a real show, I would have just done this little like 10 minute thing days ago, you know, <laughs> just, just to get it out there in a timely fashion. But, uh, you know, you can't win them all. Right. So anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you did, uh, we'll be back with a good show in a couple of days. <sighs> See you later. <laughs>